We're here at the Career Pro podcast with Jeff Davidson dealing with a world of rapid change. Is this an important topic for today in 2020? It absolutely is. And for the first time in any of our podcasts, I'm going to introduce the date. Today is March 31st, 2020. Why do I introduce the date? Because things are changing so rapidly that even the things we say today in a week, two weeks, or three weeks might prove to be inaccurate or off kilter or somehow skewed. However, I think it'll still be good. Most people today take the worldwide virus shutdown personally. And yet it is not personal. It is happening to everyone at the same time all over the place. So to the degree that we can keep that perspective, we will be in better position on multiple fronts. Now, one of the things people continually ask me is, how do I proceed given that there's so much up in the air right now? There's so much that is out of my control. I can't predict what's going to happen. I don't know what moves to make. Do you encounter that? Absolutely. I think that's the world that I live in, people in career transition and life transition, uh, companies trying to find the right talent, move talent around. I mean, that's the, that change is just a given. And I think we've documented in previous podcasts and conversations about the, the rapid change that's coming even without this virus. Absolutely. So Change is the only constant in the life of a career professional or an entrepreneur. We simply happen to be in a period right now of ultra rapid change. So how do you approach it? Well, I'm not a futurist. I'm not one of these people that makes uh, forecasts. However, it is prudent to proceed based on a three scenario way of uh, looking at the world. The first scenario would be worst case. Worst case is this. Everything goes to pot. Employment doesn't come back if you're unemployed. If you're in a small business, it goes kaput. The government can barely maintain control. There's rioting in the streets. Okay, that's not likely to happen, but just, uh, let's explore worst case scenario for a moment. If you're in a job search mode or you run your own business or you're an executive in a corporation who is maybe underemployed or has been sent home, maybe is getting a fraction of your income, and the worst case scenario seems to dominate your thinking, then how would you proceed? You'd have to look at whether or not you're going to maintain your home if you own it. Maybe you have to sell. Maybe you have to sell and move to the country. If you do own your home or you do own your yard or you rent and you have a yard, you have to look at whether it's time to start planting, you know, tomatoes and crops and things that you could actually consume yourself. You also have to look at what skills you have at the core level that will be in demand or at least required by others given everything goes to pot. And those skills that you have at the core level may not be exactly the ones that you had during your professional career. You might be very good at organizing. You might be very good at teaching 
a piano. You might be very good at something for which you previously did not generate income. Now would be the time under the worst case scenario viewpoint. Now would be the time to explore every skill that you have and what its marketability might be. So let's take a first person case here. You're a career counselor and a pretty good one, but given you couldn't do this for months or years at a time, and of course in this case you can because most of these services can be offered by remote, but given that you couldn't do it, what Name a skill or two of yours that might be marketable. I would probably move into some kind of real estate or business brokerage full-time, putting deals together, helping deals come together based on some of this experience. It would be maybe a first move. Now, I don't think I would become a professional speaker speaking around the world because that's been shut down a little bit by this recent, these recent events. But I think I would turn to something I already have a certification in. Okay, excellent. Now, that brings up an observation that everybody needs to know right now, which is this. If you do deal in a service, a professional service, and it doesn't involve health or actual hands-on body work, let's say, then almost everything can be transferred to online. Case in point, my sister is a PhD psychologist with offices in, in uh, Manhattan and New Haven. And she has switched her entire practice for now to online. You can use Zoom, you can use WhatsApp, you can use WebEx. There's a variety of these programs out there, simple to install, no or low cost, that clients and customers can use as well. And in some instances, you gotta think this through, in some instances, these services work even better by remote because the focus can be keener. You're just looking at the screen. You're intent on getting the most from this hour or however long the session happens to be. You didn't have to leave where you were, so there's some time efficiency right there. The sessions can be recorded as you're going along. You can play it back if not video, then certainly audio. So everything that is possible to transfer to remote, even in a worst case scenario, can potentially continue to work. All right, so what would our second, our second viewpoint be? That would be a good question for you. All right, that would be the middle scenario in other words, it's painful, but it's not disastrous. Exactly. All right. So the middle road scenario is this. It's going to be a while till things get back to normal. Let's pick a time frame. Let's say three months. If tomorrow is April 1st, three months means April, May, and June are consumed. All right. If you're in a job search mode, immediately you shift your thinking to July, and you say, okay, July realistically is probably the first time that I will be able to be considered for a position someplace. The first time I'll be able to take an interview in person. The first time I'll be able to visit an organization, etc., etc. All right, that means you have a 90 day period. If that's the assumption you're making, it could be 60 days, it could be 120, but let's go for 90. 
So you're making the assumption that for 90 days, you're going to hold the fort somehow. Maybe you have no income coming in. Maybe you're already in a tight situation. But for 90 days, you're going to tough it out one way or the other. Now, this sounds a little dire, but theoretically, each of us could get by with half the number of calories we've been consuming on a regular basis. Especially if it means, and I hate to say this because we support people in restaurants, going out and eating out. So the long and short is this. In the middle scenario, not dire, not rosy, in the middle scenario, you pick a date and you realize that during that time you're going to tough it out whatever it takes. You also do not dawdle and you do not uh, fall into this mode of self-pity. You say to yourself, in a job search situation, what can I do during these 90 days to absolutely strengthen my capabilities so that when I do get interviews again or when the opportunity starts to uh, rise once again in, say, July, I will be in a much better position than I am on this day. And this we've discussed in the past, but here they are. <clears throat> you read the top business books. You read books on philosophy, on culture, on society, on history, biography even. What did some of the greats from history overcome? So that when you do sit down in an interview with someone, they are impressed by your initiative to read some of the great books and by your ability to sit there in conversation with them and give them insights and perspectives that they haven't encountered recently or maybe ever. What else can you do during this time? If you're a little overweight, you could get into a very uh, regular period of working out on a daily basis, a little trimmer, a little tighter, a little more tone. And it makes a difference when you go and sit in somebody's interview chair, when you walk in the door the first moment. We all know that much of the communication that happens between people takes place on a nonverbal basis. And when you see somebody who's fit in tone, who appears confident, who is obviously well-read once you start talking, then the entire encounter is elevated. So don't put off what you could do within these 90 days, if that's the period you choose, to make yourself in the first instant that you encounter anybody, whether it's over the phone, over Zoom, in person, whatever, don't put off the things that you could do to raise that interaction. It can happen and you can do it. And getting back to those fundamentals, you talk about reading great books and talk about taking in new information. This has been an unprecedented time where training and free coursework is now available online. A lot of industry-specific information, too, that you can gather and build your resume during this time and network. Excellent observation. In fact, it's been said that YouTube is the greatest free university ever conceived if you will take advantage of it. All right, so we move to a third scenario. We've talked about the one where everything goes to pot, the one that's in the middle. The third is the rosy one. 
that things get back to normal rather quickly, that it's not as bad as the procrastinate, uh, as the as the futurists or the forecasters might tell us, the researchers, the scientists, the people looking at the curve. Even in the rosiest of situations, you still want to have a level of preparedness that is elevated from what you used to do before this. And there's a couple reasons for that. One is, if things do come back quickly, you want to be able to respond quickly. Another is, we have learned because some cultures around the globe have closed markets with live animals and unsanitary conditions and so forth, that the possibility for other worldwide viral spreads is now enhanced. We're now open to the possibility and even reality that these may come faster and more frequently than ever before. As the world approaches 8 billion people, as the thousands of airline flights per day resume, as the interaction between people from different cultures increases, the probability of other outbreaks rises. I mean, you can't deny this, all right? Now, one of the great aspects of our society and those societies that are forward in their thinking is that we will begin to develop a variety of new practices, new technologies, new ways of being that will help us in the future not shaking hands instead of maybe an elbow bump. The ability to monitor the temperature of people who enter buildings or stadiums or gatherings immediately. The temperature is above 100, 102. You know that this person may have some issue and perhaps be further screened at the moment, in the moment, etc. But for the individual listening, in the rosy situation, you still want to make sure you're ready the moment everything comes back on. Think about a situation where the power goes off in your town or your neighborhood after you know, a storm, after a hard rainfall, after something happens. And so you're walking around your house for a while, you've got flashlights, you've got candles, uh, you're reading out on your porch until it gets dark. You're doing a lot of things to get by, to make do, it's, it's even little fun during this period. I mean, if it doesn't go for too long, you don't open your fridge too often because you want it to stay cold inside. Then bingo, all of a sudden everything comes back on. You didn't know when. And the question is, were you productive up till the time that everything comes back on? Are you ready to pick up where you were when everything comes back on? Maybe you were working at your computer when it just shut down. Maybe you were in the middle of a show you were watching. Maybe you were cooking something. Are you able to get back to where you were when everything comes back with little or no warning? Most people, most of the time, they're okay. They're okay with it. Now think about it on a social level, on a cultural level, on the level of your community. Things start to come back. Okay, what does that mean? You don't rush off to get your a car tuned up because maybe everybody's going there. If you put off getting a haircut for a while, wait a couple days because maybe everybody's going there and so on. You figure out what you need to do when everything comes back and what you can put off for a little longer 
so that you avoid the rush. The long and short is this. Every day for the rest of our lives, there are going to be challenges. Maybe not like this, but there are going to be challenges. Staying mentally and physically fit is one of the best safeguards on a personal basis that you can undertake on, uh, you know, with regularity, okay? Your ability to impress others in short order, your ability to stay at your peak, to stay at your best, to be healthy, to help others along that same path is going to take you far. And no matter how old you are, if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, however old you happen to be, the odds are you're going to live decades more than you presume. Not years, decades possibly, two or three. So what are you doing today in acknowledgement that you may be going decades more than you presume? What you want to do is live into the mindset of longevity. Because after all is said and done, I've studied longevity for years. Some people say sleep is the greatest predictor. Some people say hereditary factors. Some people say diet. I've looked at them all. I believe the greatest factor for longevity and for getting through this crisis and any other is the expectation of a long and happy life. If you expect to live a long time, Think about it. it. Sounds simple, but if you expect to live a long time, everything within your being readjusts to that expectation. The great news is we all have that capability. What else can we do today to keep up with the world of rapid change? Are there any last words of wisdom as we look into the future on March 31st, 2020? We're in a little bit of a crisis now. Is there anything else that we should do immediately? Don't fall victim to the naysayers. Filter very carefully what kind of news you take in and make sure that there's not an agenda behind the reporting. We need factual information, not slanted information. Maintain your network. Stay in touch with the people with whom you have been in touch all along. Make sure they're okay as they make sure you're okay. Um, lean towards fruits and vegetables and the good things that you can be eating. Drink as much clean water as you possibly can. Do these things and everything else hopefully will fall into place. Dealing with the world of rapid change, Jeff Davidson, thank you.